0: Created live on Fireside. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Go Team, a sports history and culture podcast. Um, This is a podcast where we dive into the meanings behind team names, how teams get their names, the stories. The legends, the myths, the hot gossip, if you will, of team names. Uh, I'm Kelly. I'm the host co-creator of Go Team, and my handsome, talented, charming husband Josh is here as well.
1: Hello, hello! Uh, great to be here. Uh, uh, another rousing rendition of Go Team stories here, uh, and I'm excited for it. There's you've been there's been lots of hype for tonight.
0: There has been a lot of hype because. Um, I mean, I don't want to like bury the lead, but the story of the Centralia orphans and really of Centralia, Illinois itself, like it's a story we all need to hear right now. And it's, you're just going to fall in love with this team and with this town, just like I did. So stay tuned.
1: (laughs) But before we get there, today is Jackie Robinson day. In MLB, so I'm I'm very excited about that. I always look forward to uh, Jackie Robinson Day each year for Major League Baseball, and um, obviously a day that we celebrate uh, Hall of Famer and uh, and uh, barrier breaker Jackie Robinson. Um, mm-hmm. And it's always mm-hmm. held by Major League Baseball on April 15th, or sometimes April 16th, but particularly April 15th because it was on April 15th, 1947 that Jackie Robinson became the first black man in major league baseball. So uh, a big day, yeah. not just for baseball, but obviously for our country um, and for, for the world, world, really. Um, it was a, it was a big day uh, in history. And Kelly, I think, you know, which team he played for.
0: He played for those Dio. I said, Dio D-O-D-G, E R S. Dodgers, Dodgers. The Brooklyn Dodgers.
1: <laughs> That's right. You you actually featured the Brooklyn Dodgers in a previous Go Team uh, podcast that we did, uh, did in our first season, telling the story about how the Brooklyn Dodgers got their name, which is always one of our. A lot of our longtime listeners refer back to that Brooklyn Dodgers episode as one of their favorites. Getting how the how the Dodgers got their name. So
0: yeah, it is a good one. It's if you don't know how the Brooklyn Dodgers got their name, just long story short, it's because of. Uh, when the trolleys were installed in Brooklyn as public transportation, there were so many people who were hit and killed and maimed by those trolleys that it became a thing that you had to dodge the trolleys in Brooklyn. So the team, having gone through a lot of name changes, saw you know trolley Dodgers, the Dodgers of Brooklyn, and adopted that as their name
1: yeah, so it 's a fantastic story, uh obviously. We know they went on to be the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, but uh, today, like I said, is about Jackie Robinson. And, and before we go dive into your story tonight about the, the Centralia uh, sports, high school sports, a um, little, little fact did you know as well, another tie-in to a previous episode that we did with Jackie Robinson. Do you remember what that was? Testing your memory now. Where was Jackie Robinson from? What What's his hometown? Dude.
0: Oh, was he from... Uh-
1: K Row? Georgia. Uh, K Row, Georgia. Which means he was a syrup maker. The high school there, the team mascot mm-hmm. is the Syrup Makers. And we we had
0: a. Wow, lots of Jackie Robinson ties Yeah. previous um, episodes that we I know, done. which is
1: a lot of fun. And uh, the Syrup Maker episode is one of my favorites, too, because while you think they're the Syrup Makers because they're from K Row, Georgia, and there's K Row Syrups, no, different syrup. Not Cairo syrup. <laughs> that totally, I know you
0: totally threw me for a loop with that one. I remember that being like, Oh, cause of the Cairo syrup. Yeah. Nope. nope not that not, syrup. Not
1: that one. But, uh, but yeah, so he's from Cairo, Georgia. And, uh, I, I, I wanted to look up a little bit because of ba- breaking the barriers. Right. And that's why Jackie Robinson is celebrated. Uh, not only was he a hall of famer, an amazing baseball player, but he broke the barrier, became the first, uh, black player in baseball. It was 1947 uh and at that time he was obviously the the first and only when it started um it would go uh for major league baseball it hit its peak percentage of black uh or african american players in nineteen eighty one when there was a just shy of nineteen percent of the players playing major league baseball in nineteen eighty one were uh, uh african american or black and uh in,
0: in 1981,
1: that was the peak, wow. uh, uh, the height of the number of players, percentage-wise, in Major League Baseball that were that were uh, African American. And since 1981, the number actually has steadily declined. And yeah, really? today only about seven to maybe eight percent of players in Major League Baseball are African American. And uh, yeah, which so it's down wow. significantly and allowed the African American baseball players today, you know, each year when Jackie Robinson Day comes up, you know, it's, it is referenced that it's, you know, it's a great day of celebration for uh, diversity and inclusion and all those things within major league baseball. But the fact that uh, the number, specifically the number of African-American players um, has steadily dwindled. And there are a few reasons for that happening, which is actually kind of interesting and One of those reasons is that there has been a rise in other uh, uh, nationalities, races, um, et cetera, in baseball. So baseball has just become more and more diversified since 1981. Um, In fact, the number of uh, white players has actually uh, gone down to only 63%. Which is uh, one of the lowest numbers ever in Major League Baseball for white players, and this is and oh, a lot of this interesting. is attributed to the rise of Latino players, uh, particularly from Central and South America, and also Asian players now growing in numbers as well. So it's becoming much more of a true. Worldwide sport, right, and more uh, representative of the full world and mm-hmm. uh, in its and in its athletes. So kind of kind of interesting. Uh, always interesting to hear that. I, I read a great story today uh, from Cronkite News that really do- dove into that and uh, you know the the diversity of 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 the sport. And one of the other things about it that I found interesting was um, they think that the one of the reasons why it has uh, decline, particularly with African Americans, is because of the the economics behind baseball for youth baseball. It's much more expensive to field a youth baseball team yeah. and to have a whole program set up for a youth baseball uh, than it is for uh, for basketball, particularly for inner city youth. And you, you know, you only need a basketball and a hoop to play basketball, and you can even play by yourself mm-hmm. if you if you wanted to. But it's hard to practice baseball by yourself, and it's hard. You you need a full team.
0: Yeah. I was just thinking that like you need, you need a team to practice baseball. You can't yeah. practice really alone. Like you can just, you know, and like playing basketball for fun, you can just do that with just yourself. I mean, I wouldn't, but I'm sure people do. Right.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, as a, as a kid myself, I would often, often throw a baseball against the house. <laughs> so I, when I was alone just to, uh, get some fielding, broke a few yeah. windows. Um, but that's definitely the case. You know, it's, it's, it's become a, uh, a barrier because of economics for kids to get into baseball. And then particularly it's expensive to enter into like youth um, baseball travel teams and like these elite teams that form. It's, it's so expensive that they can't do it.
0: That's so expensive. And I have a few friends who have children who play in like traveling teams of some kind. And I mean, they do fundraising and, you know, they, they travel all over like our sort of, to, to different states too and stuff for tournaments and things like that and just like the money that you spend on hotel rooms and like having to eat out because you're in indiana or wherever uh so much so that i mean that's a huge barrier to kids being involved in sports and then like you're not going to make the high school team if you didn't play the travel sport you know
1: that's right yeah so it's yeah it's pretty hard and um you know for for kids if they don't have the means to get into the sport. So major league baseball has been doing a lot to reach out and try to bring the sport to, to kids in, in all, in all neighborhoods across the country to, to really raise those numbers back up, particularly for, for African-Americans. So remember it today on Jackie Robinson yeah. day and, and, um, and, that, and maybe we'll see those numbers increase for, for African-Americans in the sport.
0: Yeah. And if you haven't watched the movie 42 starring Chadwick um, Boseman, it is amazing not surprising Chadwick Boseman is amazing in it. So I would just recommend that it's really good.
1: Yeah. So, uh, but tonight we are here uh, for those who first joined us. who have never uh, listened in before. Uh, go team stories is our uh, long version of go team that we host on uh, Thursday nights live on fireside. Also posted later on, all of our episodes are on your, your favorite streaming service, iTunes, Spotify, etc. cetera. Uh, but tonight, for those who want to react, use the react buttons above your picture to do reaction during the story. Uh, you can also add comments in the chat as we go along. Feel free to to do that and, and pipe in as as the story goes on tonight. Then after the story, we'll have a little quiz. I always, we always give each other a quiz at the end. Uh, the big three questions that follow the story. And then at the very end, we all, everyone, audience included, gets to rate the story of the night when we wreak judgment on Kelly tonight after her story and see if she can score a perfect 20. So
0: I think I'm going to tonight. <laughs> I think I got it tonight. This one is a good one because tonight I am doing the story of the Centralia orphans from Centralia high school. Now Centralia, the Centralia orphans were voted by USA today as the most original team name. In the whole of the United States. There is no other team named the Orphans in the United States. Oh. Yeah. And before you scoff at the name, before you dismiss the Orphans as just a catchy sort of or silly name for a team in Southern Illinois that nobody really cares about, let me tell you this the Centralia Orphans basketball team are one of the winningest basketball teams. In the nation, winningest and the winningest overall in the state of Illinois.
1: Oh, in the whole state.
0: the whole state, they are the winningest. In the 2007-2008 season, they won their 2000th game. 2000. As of 2016, they had... 2,198 wins. I could not find anywhere a record of their current wins. And trust me, I looked and I even (laughs) emailed the coach. Um, I could not find it, but I'm going to, they have more wins. Um, They have several more wins than that, but they are one of the winningest teams in the country. And before we get to exactly how they got to the name orphans, you really need to like take a step back well just to for me what really helped me appreciate this team more was learning about the town of Centralia itself so and how much this team means to this town um is one really heartwarming and two you've got to know the history of Centralia and the things that they've gone through to really appreciate the love this town and the citizens of this town put into their their basketball team. I mean, all teams in general, but really the basketball team is like the thing um, that it gives them the most pride. So, with that said, I got my resources from the IHSA—that's the Illinois High School um, Athletic Association, Wikipedia, the City of Centralia, the Chicago Tribune, the Illinois History and Lincoln's Collection, the Il- the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, and NPR. So, I mean, I did. I did the footwork on this. Yeah, you've
1: run the gamut of respectable broadcasting there.
0: <laughs> I have. I have. So um, Centralia is a town in southern Illinois. Its population is about, like I think, fourteen, thirteen to 14,000. So not a huge town. But if you're from a small town um, and you consider a small town like 3,000 people, which is the town that Josh and I grew up in, is about 3,000 people, then Centralia would seem like a big town. But Centralia is a um, a small town. So if you just to give you an idea of where it is, if you drew a line kind of a little east and a little south from St. Louis to the center of the state of Illinois, that's about where Centralia is. Okay. so it is actually the town is actually in four counties. It's not just in one county. It borders four counties, Clinton, Jefferson, Marion and Washington County. And I have here that in 2010, the population was 13,000. So I wasn't, I mean, I obviously remember that. So it got its name, the town of Centralia got its name after the Illinois Central Railro- Railroad. It was where two branches of the railway met, and it was charted as a town in 1858. And I think Josh has a link to put up in the chat. It's um, a map of the Illinois Central Railroad. And if you sort of zoom in on that map you, and down at the southern part of the state you can see where centralia was and see like how the lines ran and stuff through centralia this is actually one of the things i love most about fireside i love a lot of things about fireside but um is that we can post links and stuff and you can go and look at whatever it is we're talking about because i know when i listen to other podcasts and they're talking about something i want to see what that thing is that they're and i will always like look it up myself Um, so anyway, not to get off topic, but if you're listening to our later recording, uh, on one of our streaming services, sorry, you can't see the links, but send us an email and we'll send you a link to join Fireside. So anyway, the, so the trains that ran through this on the central Illinois rail line were originally powered by wood, but wood kind of ran low and it takes trees a long time to grow. So they need another way to power those engines. So what did they switch to? Coal. They switched to coal and lucky for them. Coal deposits were discovered south of Centralia in 1874. And a mine was soon opened after it was like, everything just came together like, like beautiful music. We need coal. Look at here's coal right here. So more and more coal deposits were discovered near Centralia and five mines total were in operation by 1907. Now, eventually, the railroad industry kind of dries up. It wasn't as profitable as it had been, um, which kind of happens to a lot of towns in Illinois along the railway line. Like, things change, and the big boom of the railway industry is no more. Well, that happened in Centralia. But, thank goodness, they have their coal mines. So, coal mining was a huge industry A lot of people think of coal mining in like um, southeastern Kentucky and Virginia and West Virginia. Um, Southern Illinois actually was a big coal mining area too. I have a friend, a really good friend whose father was actually a coal miner when he was a child before going back to school to become a teacher. Um, So coal mining is, is, was a very strong industry in Illinois. So Centralia has these five mines and they were all so safe, so well-maintained like super clean perfect mines i'm just kidding they were terrible <laughs> they
1: were <laughs> i was gonna say there's clean mines there's
0: <laughs> no there's no such thing as clean coal either i hate to break it to you um no they were very dangerous mines um the state got so many complaints about how bad the centralium mines were from the miners who worked there um so many complaints about how they weren't maintained you know how things weren't fixed when they were broken um just it, it was a lot and lot of complaints um they were so bad that in 1947 the Centralia number no. 5 mine had an explosion um this explosion was like deep in the mine they were doing like normal uh mining and exploding uh parts of the mine um but what happened was coal dust that had accumulated in the mine because they didn't vent it properly and didn't clean it out. The, the explosion ignited the coal dust, which like sent like a rippling kind of explosion throughout the mine. It was like a huge um, kind of, you know, ch- not chain reaction, but almost like, cause the coal dust is super flammable and ignited. So at the time there were 142 men in the mine 95 were killed pretty quickly by burns and 45 were killed by afterdamp. So afterdamp is a mixture of toxic gases that happen in a coal mine when um, there's an explosion like that. So it's a pretty terrible way to die. Eight were rescued from the collapse because, you know, there's when there's a, a huge explosion like that that goes wrong, mine collapses. So eight were rescued and one the one later died. So 31 miners actually escaped the explosion completely. So um we have another post that is a newspaper, the um the cover of a newspaper that has pictures and just like these really tragic headlines about miners trapped in there about wives like waiting you know at the mouth of the mine to hear if their loved one made it out. I mean, just really horrible.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just posted the the link. Uh, f- it was the uh, st- a story in the St. Louis uh, Post Dispatch. Um, so mm-hmm. that's that's in there now. And actually, this is a fresh news story as they remembered it uh, from this year. So it was post just posted this year because the it actually happened in 1947. So yes, coincidentally enough, we were just talking about Jackie Robinson debut in 1947. Oh, that is uh, just a
0: just a few weeks purpose.
1: apart so great Yeah, good job there but um yeah interesting 1947 and and uh but yeah check out the link after or during this to see some of that that news
0: yeah so the explosion caused national news and it, I mean it made national news everywhere and it brought the issue of mine safety into a discussion yet again so um it turns out that miners i had said that they had you know uh wrote complaints to the state to Complaining about the unsafe mine, but they had actually written to the governor just a year earlier about how dangerous number, the number five mine was and asking him, like telling him, please save our lives. Like they wrote that in the complaints to the governor, like it's so dangerous that we think that we're going to die. That's how unsafe it is. Um, So it's national news. Lots of people are talking about it. And Woody Guthrie actually wrote three songs about the Centralia mine disaster. The most popular song was "The Dying Miner." He also wrote a song called "Waiting at the Gate." So, "Waiting at the Gate" is actually written from messages that they found that were scrawled on the walls of the miners who were trapped in there and who died from the toxic gases and the burns later on. And so, the the miners had written on the walls thing like things like "Look in our pockets, we all have notes. Give them to our wives." How terrible! Is that? Wow.
1: That's so terrible! I can't believe that Woody Guthrie uh, wrote several songs like this. Really, must have captured the attention of the whole nation. Like everyone was wrapped up in it.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, it was huge news. So that, so that was um, uh, waiting at the gate, and then uh, oh, the talking talking Centralia was written from the the perspective of the miners and written about the notes. So Josh actually has a link to the song um the dying miner that Woody Guthrie wrote and you can listen to him singing it um it's super sad so maybe listen to it later because it's kind of sad so changes actually weren't made to the to mining safety and regulations until 1950 1950 wow so they knew that was this terrible and then more happened more changes happened in 1951 after the west Frankfort, Illinois mine disaster that killed 119 miners in 1951. So these were like huge mining disasters at the time. And I never knew that these mining disasters happened. I never knew they took place in Illinois because, again, I don't really associate Illinois with coal mining, but um, these huge mining disasters sort of changed mining regulation. I mean, obviously not for good because we still have mining disasters and it still happens. So so we have gone through the collapse of the railway economy in Centralia. We have gone through the mining disaster in Centralia. You think that's enough for one town, right? They've gone through enough.
1: I mean, you, oh, no, they you would hope that was enough.
0: <laughs> it's not for poor Centralia. Not nearly enough. So now we're going to move into more of the manufacturing realm. So Centralia, Illinois was the home of the Payday candy bar, starting in nineteen thirty-eight, uh, they were the proud manufacturers of the Payday candy bar. The Payday is the peanut-covered, like it's caramely nougat, kind of rolled in peanuts, kind of situation. I don't particularly join them, um, but my dad really likes a Payday. So uh,
1: <laughs> I think I think Evan likes the Payday too. He, he, he's given that props there in the in the comments.
0: I mean, I guess somebody likes them. I don't know, um, but so so on the so during World War II, GIs who were serving in Europe and in Japan and other places who were from Centralia would proudly show their fellow soldiers the made in Centralia um, stamp on the label of the candy bar. They took that off later in like I think the sixties or the seventies, and the town like freaked out and was like, "Nope, put that back on there because it's proudly made in Centralia." So this was a huge source of pride for the town. It employed a ton of people. Um, it was a big deal for them. But guess what? What do you think happens? Uh, Anybody care to take a guess? <laughs> <laughs> in the chat, what you think happens to the poor, to poor Centralia yet again?
1: There's a, there's um, a peanut sh- shortage.
0: Nope, oh. there's not a peanut shortage. So in 1996... Leaf Inc., who was the sort of overseeing company who owned Payday at the time, decided to shut down the factory and move the production to a non-union plant in another town.
1: Oh, man. Was it bought out or did it just move?
0: They were eventually bought by Hershey. And it was like around the same time. So I don't know if like they were in talks with Hershey at the time to sell it. And that kind of prompted it. But the workers at the Centralia plant were unionized. But here's the thing, like, they had never had a labor dispute. They had never had any problems with the workers and their union. It had all been really smooth, and they were extremely profitable plants. But they were like, "Mm, we're going to move to a non-union plant. So actually, the beginning of the Michael Moore documentary, The Big One, from 1997, um, he goes to Centralia and talks with the people who are protesting the plant shut down, and they these people are desperately trying to save their plant. They go and visit. So Leaf Inc is actually um, not was not a United States based company. I want to say it was a Scandinavian based company. And they actually make a trip there to like the headquarters in that country. Some people to like plead to keep the plant open. They have like a mailing campaign. They had these kids do like a poster contest, like save our payday factory in the newspaper. Oh, like wow! They were desperate to save the factory. Guess what? It didn't. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. The payday factory closed, sadly. So here we have this town that has gone through, you know, these ups and downs, terrible disasters. Um industry is leaving. It's hard to bring industry in. I'm not trying to paint Centralia as a terrible town because it's not they actually currently have a lot of really lovely things about it they have a hot air balloon festival they have a really lovely looking historic downtown um they have some really lovely parks like it doesn't it doesn't seem like a bad town but it's just hard to get industry in anywhere now and i think especially in southern illinois probably pretty hard the poverty rate in centralia is higher than the national poverty rate so Currently, the poverty rate in Centralia is 14.6% of the total population. Nationally, it's 10.5. Their poverty rate for people under the age of 18, which we would, you know, we think about as (coughs) school-age children, is 23%, where nationally it's 14%. So, you know, I mean, they do have some issues there, but... Nothing that is uncommon for a town that size, probably anywhere right now in the United States, I would say, so anyway, this is the setting this is the the land that have give that will give forth birth to the orphans so they, I mean they have multiple other teams, but we 're going to focus on the basketball team, so this team is so beloved by this town that they have become like a shining light, a beacon of hope, a unifying thread for the people of Centralia. So the first high school basketball team started in 1906. They wore red and white uniforms, and they kind of went casually by the Cardinals or the Redbirds. Kind of just casually was their name.
1: Just casual. <laughs> I like that.
0: I mean, like, there was nothing no, that was like... Up. We're just because we
1: haven't the Cardinals.
0: We're just because the Cardinals, because the Redbirds, <laughs> I don't care what you do. We're fine with either, really. We're easygoing. Um, in 1914, a guy named Arthur Trout becomes the head coach of the Centralia Orphans. And he was such a legend and so, like, good at his job of being a high school basketball coach That for a while, they called the team the Troutmen. Oh. That was their name. Nice. After him. I know. Um, So how do they get from the Cardinals, the Redbirds, the Troutmen to the Orphans? Well, Trout himself once said that he named them the Orphans after his favorite movie, the 1922 silent film, Orphans of the Storm. Now, I looked up um, Orphans of the Storm it is a uh, slightly controversial movie by the same guy who did Birth of a Nation. Oh. So if you know anything about Birth of a Nation, <laughs> you know how terrible it is.
1: Slightly controversial. Um, yes. That's a good way <laughs> extremely to put it. slightly
0: controversial. Um, so Orphans of the Storm takes place during the French Revolution And it's kind of about um, more being sympathetic towards, like, aristocracy and things like that. It doesn't matter. But, I mean, I read the whole synopsis of the movie just to be like, oh, why would this be his favorite movie? I'm going to guess just because there was kind of pretty women in it, probably. I don't know. Um, So that's what Trout said once. But there's this book that is written about Arthur Trout called Trout, the Old Man and the Orphans by Don Schnake. You know, Don,
1: the snake oh of course i do
0: snake (laughs) (laughs) and don says in the book um that the name orphans was actually bestowed on the team by the fans um so he said that the people like fans would say that the team looked sad as a bunch of orphans on the court sometimes
1: maybe because their town kept being (laughs) (laughs) befalling
0: maybe because they had like disaster after disaster Um, And they were just all kind of chronically, traumatically depressed. I don't know. Um, So another story is that since Trout was so frugal, like it was one of the things he was known for was he was super frugal, um, you know, kept a tight ship there. It's in Australia High School. He made the team pick out uniforms from previous year's uniforms. Uh so they never matched. Like the te- the t- players never matched each other. And if they did match, it was completely by accident. Like he could care less if they matched. Um they just kind of were like ragtag. So they looked like orphans. Orphans. And then the name stuck. Um they have been the orphan- orphans ever since like the early 1900s. There. So while the name is odd, the team's skills are just about beyond compare in coach trout's 36 years as coach the orphans had 101 or 801 wins 801 wins in 36 years
1: all under trout
0: all under trout and his nickname was king arthur trout
1: all right pretty nice in
0: 1963 the orphans went all the way to the state championship only to lose, this is a heartbreaker, only to lose by one point in the last 12 seconds of the game. People in the town were devastated, like crying um, beside themselves with grief. There's a story I read uh, from this man who, who watched that game and he was talking about how when the game ended, all he could do was just sit in the stands, stunned, Cause he couldn't move. Like he couldn't believe they'd come that close and lost.
1: Wow. And what year was that again?
0: 1963. In the 2010, 2011 season, they came in second in the three, a class, three, a basketball champ state championships. So they were close. Um, and it, it that's the last time that they have gone to the state championships. But the welcoming home parade, even though they didn't win, thousands of people, like, basically the whole town of Centralia, lined the streets to welcome them home. And once again, like, grown men weeping who were lifelong fans because they were so proud of their team and these kids. Like, just the excitement, the parade, everything. Um, just people were... It, it like lifted them up. So the team is a huge source of pride for the town. And it's something that they really like cl- have clung to in these tough times. Cause there was a team during the mine disaster. There was a team when the payday factory shut down, like there has been a team during COVID. There has been a team during the recession into in the early two thousands. Like this team has gotten this town through everything. And I read this really great quote that said, You know, we wouldn't know these boys from probably any other boys most of the time. But when they put on that red jersey, this town will do anything for them for those four months. Like when they're in those red jerseys, you know who they are, Um, which I think is a, a really beautiful kind of thing. And and just kind of super special. So Josh has a link to their logo. Don't get excited. It's not that great
1: <laughs> I think it's I actually love it because it looks like it's it's all like they have it's like this is the logo that the trout men were like yeah we'll just use that now too <laughs> like it's
0: yeah it's like kind of a crudely drawn guy playing basketball it's not like anything super exciting but you know it's 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 fine so but here's
1: I, for me it kind of kind of reflects probably how the t- like the community and every, everybody feels about it right like you can't I'm sure there's like a you can't change the logo
0: Oh yeah, you know, I'm sure like there is. we have, have to hold on. No, to this. that's our logo. Yeah. That's who we are. Um, the girls' team, the girls' teams are actually not called orphans. Does anyone want to take a guess as to what the girls' team is called? It's you're gonna. When I say it, you're gonna be like, oh, okay, I, that makes sense. That's why it's called that. That I get it. Um, and it kind of goes along the same timeline.
1: Is it the paydays?
0: <laughs> not the paydays. <laughs> Definitely not the paydays. If you have a guest, toss it up in the chat. Um it's and they have a logo too, which I didn't send you because I didn't want to give away what the team name was, but their logo is real creepy. They are called the girls' teams is are the Annies.
1: Ah, uh-huh, okay. Yeah.
0: See the orphan annie and the Annies. I mean it's clever. Yeah. But their logo is like a real creepy drawn Raggedy Ann kind of doll looking thing. It's pretty creepy. So just here's some, some stats on the Orphans basketball team. They have been state qualifiers 18 times. They have gone to regionals 59 times. They have gone to sectionals 20 times. Super sectionals, six times. They have been for the fourth place team once, the third place team twice. Second place state team three times. The last time was the 2010-2011 season. And they've gotten first place three times. The last time they got first place was nineteen the
1: 1941-42 season. So I
0: feel like they're due.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely due. Doesn't I mean, always mean anything. We sure- also said Gonzaga was due. So...
0: Yeah. So maybe we're a curse on that <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> teams are too. I don't know. So, um, a lot of the players actually will go on to play in college and get, you know, get scholarships to play in different colleges. Most of them don't play professionally because they're just not big enough. Generally they're not big enough. And, um, but getting, but that for them using basketball to get to college is like a big thing, you know, because as I stated the the stats before about the poverty rates in Centralia, um, this is like a big ticket for these boys, is and for other athletes too. I'm sure because it's not just really basketball that they excel in. If you look at their um, Illinois High School Athletics Association stats page, like they have really placed and won championships in many different sports. It's not just basketball, but basketball is kind of the most popular one. Um, so one of the fam- most famous past players. From Centralia was a guy named Dwight Edelman. He is still the reigning all-time score leading scorer for the basketball team. So he played for the Orphans in the 1940s. That's so. That's how many oh wow scores he had. I don't know what his record was. I couldn't <laughs> find it anywhere. I was like, well, tell me what his record is, but it's just a lot. It's a it.
1: lot of yeah.
0: It's a, It's probably like I don't know a thousand. Is that a lot? I don't know. I mean, we'll say it's a thousand. All right. So he then went on to play at the University of Illinois, where he lettered in three sports.
1: Oh, lettered. Mm -hmm. I hope he had a jacket.
0: I'm sure he did. I really want a letter jacket, too, by the way, (laughs) because I never got one. I didn't letter in anything. I probably lettered in being a smart ass. I don't know. Um, He competed in the 1948 Paris Olympics in the high jump. Oh. And he, he played in the NBA. Nice. Yeah, um, so they also, some other former former orphans also include five Harlem Globetrotters and two other NBA players, Dickie, Garrett, and Ken McBride. All right. So, I mean, they have had some notable players, not a ton, but it seems to be more the collective of the team just in general is really what they excel at. They play well as a team is sort of their thing. Um so I just wanted to close the story with uh, this quote that, that I read in a Chicago Tribune story about the orphans. Um they were ta- interviewing a sports writer from down there from Centralia who reported on the orphans. And he said, no matter what events shape the town for better or worse, they, we will always love our orphans. Nice. And I thought that was like a really nice capture to, you know, not just the trials, and the, the hard times that Centralia has gone through, but how they, you know, love their team and how their team sort of gets them through some of those really tough times. And like, even though maybe they have high unemployment down there, you know, they still have their college, their, their high school team. And and I also read a thing that said they have like a waiting list for season tickets for the high school basketball team.
1: Oh, Wow.
0: Like you can't just go to the games, like because they're packed. That's amazing. Well, probably, not this year because nobody could go to any games this year, but um, season they have a waiting list for season tickets.
1: I don't know if I've ever heard that before. That you that you, that you had to like have season tickets and a waiting list for high school sports. That's amazing. I
0: know. I know. I was shocked by it. So that is the tragic, dramatic. Sometimes comical story of the Centralia orphans.
1: Yeah, and now I I definitely don't want to eat a payday.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure you still could. You don't like, I mean, I don't think you like paydays, though.
1: Yeah, well. uh, But uh, in case you're wondering, Hershey does definitely own them now. I had to look it up. I wanted to know who was making it. Yeah,
0: I I, kinda I just wanted to did. confirm
1: that. But now is the time. That was a great story, and I love everything about it, and I kind of want to go to a game now, but apparently I'm going to have to, like, scalp tickets on, like, a like a StubHub or something. And uh... <laughs> Yeah, well,
0: I would just like to, like, go to um, Centralia, I think, because it sounds like a – did I mention they had a hot air balloon you festival?
1: You did. You did mention that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, – but now at the time of our story uh, and our session here to for the quiz, the big three questions – uh, for this evening for you. And uh, I'm going to start with, you were just at the end of your story, you gave us uh, some of the famous players from Centralia. And uh, I was little, I was a little worried you would mention a part of my question. So my question is, and again, anyone in the audience can help. Uh, just throw your answer in the chat if you want to. The question of tonight is, although you talked a lot about the basketball team, Uh, You also mentioned that Centralia is famous for other sports, Centralia High School. A former player, this former player, went on to win the World Series with the Minnesota Twins and later in his career became a beloved member of the Chicago Cubs amongst several other teams. His name begins with the same letter, First and last name, famous third baseman, Twins.
0: I think I know who Cubs. it is.
1: Do you get? Do you have a guess?
0: I'm gonna guess, but then if I'm wrong, I'm gonna sound real stupid. Is it Gary? Gaiety? It is
1: Gary Gaetti.
0: Yes. <laughs> I I Heard. only know that because I. I remember reading about it and being like, oh, I got to tell Josh about that. I bet he doesn't know Gary <laughs> Gaetti was from Centralia.
1: Yes. We, we all, we all love Gary Gaetti. I think every baseball fan loves Gary Gaetti. Uh, oh, all right. Yes. I got you it, got it right. right. I'm impressed. Number two, second question of the night. If you go to the Centralia orphans stadium, what large featured thing is featured on center court.
0: So, where they they play basketball, basketball.
1: on the court. What is featured on center court? And I have three options for you of what it might be.
0: Okay, if you have a guess to help me out, throw it in the chat so that I can, um, you know,
1: get some help, use a lifeline. All right. so is, is it A, an orphan? Perhaps are the orphan logo large in the middle? Is it B, nothing? Do they just not have anything in the center court? Or C, is it a giant C for Centralia? What's at center court? So
0: I definitely looked at pictures of the basketball team. I remember looking at game pictures of the basketball team. Now I know that they have a banner hanging up that has the guy logo on it in their oh, basketball court. Yeah? So I don't think that's on the center. Okay. I don't think it's blank because I feel like they're too good of a team to just have, I don't know, like having something in the center court seems like a jazzy kind of thing that you would
1: do. <laughs> Definitely jazzy. You know, like. Like pro. And like that's yes. legit. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So you're going to go with C.
0: I think they have a C for Centralia.
1: All right. The final answer is a C for Centralia.
0: Oh, I've never gotten two of these big three questions right ever, in my life. Two for
1: two tonight. I do think they should so go to excited. Hershey's and be like, uh, "Can we get like a giant Hershey bar? Like, can you sponsor? Come on, people! Uh, I think you owe it to us."
0: Yeah, you you stole our economy.
1: Uh, okay, and the final question. Actually, I'm I'm down it way back on you. Okay. Oh man! And I'm gonna, and okay. this is to to honor Jackie Robinson. Okay, so I'm gonna I know. Oh, that doesn't mean really to do with I'm really oh. going to make it hard on you. See if you know this. Okay? All right. So, as we discussed at the beginning of the, of the show, today is Jackie Robinson Day. Jackie Robinson uh, came into baseball in 1947. What position did he play in that first game?
0: man is it the position he always played or he like started at a different position and
1: isn't, this is the position. I need to know the position that he first played at. I'm sure he played in other positions. Maybe I I don't know his every single game he played, but this was his main position.
0: I know someone listening knows this (laughs) and is screaming, (laughs) either listening to this later on, screaming at me what position it was. If you do know it, I would be appreciative of, of some help. Um,
1: I, I know. I feel it's like hard. What, what do you think he played? He
0: wasn't a pitcher. He wasn't a catcher.
1: Okay, I'll give you that. You're right.
0: I don't think he was in the outfield. But I'm not 100% sure, but I'm like pretty sure he wasn't in the outfield. Um,
1: um,
0: I'm going to say, you know what? I'm just. I'm going to say shortstop.
1: A, a great, great guess, but you're wrong. It was first base.
0: Oh, that first was base. like, I was actually feeling first base. Yes,
1: so Jackie Robinson played uh, first base, yes. So there's your big three questions for now. You did good, though. You got the two about Centralia right, which you Again. should because you were studying up on them. So congratulations.
0: Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> I did do a lot of research just because I mean I was super fascinated by it all those all those stories were really interesting like I mean I could have done way more research and like stories about Centralia but I helped myself back
1: but well, hey, that's all right maybe maybe there'll be a part two sometime all about the Annies Ooh, all about the annies
0: the Annies I should give them the give the respect no,
1: like, it turns out you probably I don't know probably it turns out they have actually won state championships and we just don't know it yet'm
0: I'm, sh- I'm sure they have um, so I guess now we get to rate my story in the orphan yes
1: i love this part and again anyone (laughs) in in, uh in the audience can throw up your scores as well but we'll be judging kelly's story a few categories and uh and we and we uh we grade them so uh why don't you get us started on the first category kelly
0: yeah so there's four categories and they get a score you can rate them from one to four four being the highest, meaning the awesomest and that I'm amazing, and one being not so great. Or you could even do a zero. That's only reserved for the really offensive team, so honestly. <laughs> so the first category is uniqueness of name. I mean, come on. Yes. There is no other team named the Orphan.
1: Tip top, top of, the t- top of the charts. You get full score on that one.
0: Thank you. That's a four. Um, the second category, ugh, this one I feel like is going to hurt me a little bit. This is a reflection of town or city in the team name.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, um, I mean, you told us the, the stories, and I was waiting for it. I was thinking, okay, they're going to be named the 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 rail cars, or like the, the. I mean, already knew they were the, the engineers. engineers. I know, but I thought maybe like it would like that's how like would begin. Like, oh, the railroad started it, and they were the you know, this is Trillia. Or you it would
0: have been great if like, because of all the deaths and the mining accidents, there were so, yes, like I thought
1: for sure. Centralia. Like it was going to be like, Oh, the miners and then people die, you know, orphans. And so the team was orphaned and like, or like maybe like the coach had died yeah. somehow. And like, you know, like there was, uh, they
0: felt orphaned. Felt orphaned yeah. Them.
1: Something like that. But no, that didn't happen. It was, that would
0: have been a great story. It was either
1: some, uh, the coach's love of a movie or, <laughs> or just some people starting to call them that. Um, so I, I mean, I'll give you a one. What? That
0: seems harsh. You think? I do.
1: I don't know if it's reflective of the town enough. I mean, maybe some.
0: There could have been orphans. I, know, I mean, in unless, unless I mean, sure a
1: few of our, unless our fans in the chat right now can drop in the chat a better score, I think we're stuck with one.
0: Fair. Well, the third category is interest of story behind the name.
1: Well, definitely. I mean, the, the city itself uh, is got one of the most interesting backgrounds for a city uh, that we, we have uh, heard so far. So for, for sure there. Um, but do I give a full four knowing that it did? That-
0: I mean, all that goes into the name. All that goes into the team.
1: So I'm going to give it, I feel like a three. I think you were, Uh, I think you were hoping for a four.
0: I was (laughs) standing the test of time.
1: That most assuredly I think is going to be a four for sure.
0: Well, thank goodness. There's no going back and they kept,
1: they kept the logo. They're not changing that bad. That's only
0: a 13 for me out of possible 20. That seems low. I know, of a possible sixteen, I guess.
1: I don't know what to tell you.
0: Well, no, I feel like we, do we used to do out of five? I think
1: yeah, I think you, I think you're shortchanging yourself on the on your scale there. Full five oh. points on those. Well,
0: it's been a long day,
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd shortchange like yourself by like at least two or three points there. So.
0: Yeah. So then it's really fourteen. That's still. That's not that much better.
1: I'm sorry. Ugh, it was well, that one that killed you, but uh,
0: I know it was. Oh wow!
1: You know, it's... I really love a strong tie-in with with the city's history to the team name. I love a strong tie-in. So if it had been like, you know, the canaries for like the coal mine, or like,
0: oh that yeah, amazing. or like or, or the really conductors
1: like, for yeah. the train, or like rail splitters or something for the train, yeah, that would have been great.
0: Rail splitters is I know. Uh, I should.
1: I should just. Uh, people should just. I should just be hired out to name teams. I really feel like I've I, I mean, missed my calling and being yeah. a team namer. It
0: would be a good job. I know. I agree.
1: So, but uh but definitely going to stand the test of time. I can't imagine them ever changing the name because of the love and uh dedication they have to the team. Um so, I yeah. do find it interesting that they did with the name Annies for the women though. And uh, cuz I mean
0: Yeah. I know. I didn't look into why they got why they I mean didn't obviously Annie's it's probably because just of Annie Orphan right. Annie, yeah, Annie. Yeah. But that
1: had to change when the musical became popular.
0: I would assume. Or the comic. I think it was a comic first.
1: Oh, yeah. I guess it could have gone way back, right? I forgot that it was a comic first. <laughs> That's
0: what the, the their logo looks the like is the comic Annie. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Well, you know what they say. The sun will come out tomorrow. You'll, sure maybe they'll get, a, maybe you'll get a, a full score again next time. Hey, they can't all be the Brooklyn Dodgers.
0: I know. That was a good one. Or the Knicks. <laughs> the Knicks was really good. Um, the Knicks
1: was a good one, too. Oh, well. But great story tonight. We loved hearing about uh, the Centralia uh, orphans and the Annies and yeah. all the yeah. the interesting factoids that came along with it in the town. Um, so thank you for sharing with us. And... Uh also want to say thanks to those mm-hmm. in the audience who joined us live tonight. You can always catch all of our shows, uh, all of the past mm-hmm. uh, shows as well as our previous seasons are all available on our streaming on your favorite streaming service, iTunes, Spotify, you name it. There it's, it's on them all, but mm-hmm. uh that's right look us up go team team. like Like, subscribe subscribe. and all your favorite social networks of course our favorite new streaming service is here fireside uh being able to do our shows live and we do go team sidelines our shortened version of stories where we tap tackle uh pop culture and uh sort of news of the day and do some interviews and things like that on tuesday evenings live on fireside all about about sports sports. though not just
0: like You know about Britney Spears. Although we did talk about The Spice um, Girls once, we did. That was a good
1: one. (laughs) And uh, and then every Thursday night uh, is when we do Go Team stories, our full length story, like you like we had this evening. So, again, thanks everyone for joining us tonight. Uh, And uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I might have to go look up some great classic Gary Gaetti. Uh, footage uh, to relive my Centralia, Gary Getty, Gary Getty love uh, here. I'm
0: just stoked that I knew it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, with that said, Kelly, I think uh, there's only one last thing left to say. Yep, go, go team. team.